This is the Hashtag One Fear podcast, where the fear of the Lord and passion for Scripture guide us to truth. With so many options to decide what truth is, looking to God in Scripture can often be ignored, misapplied, or denied altogether. Hashtag One Fear exists to bring God in Scripture first in the pursuit of truth in a well-thought manner. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to, back to the podcast, the Hashtag One Fear podcast, where uh, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm not sure what's going on over there. <laughs> Are you feeling sick or something? No, she's chewing. Oh, you're chewing. Yeah, today we have some snacks. Away from um, the mic. Yeah, hopefully we won't <laughs> annoy you too much with like the... <laughs> Oh, do you chew like that? <laughs> That's so good. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, uh, so we have Thomas. 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 <laughs> it's like whoa, deja vu. Um, so yeah, we have Sarah here Hello. with with uh, myself, Dominic, and Danielle. Hi. My lovely, lovely wife. He says so, it so sweetly. Hi. I do. Hi, I love you. <laughs> You're my favorite. Oh, that was good. That was a good voice. I live with a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Who has multiple personalities. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. We don't have multiple personalities. Oh, it does sound like a different person was in the room. Oh, right. uh, well, uh, maybe we could. Can you start? <laughs> okay. So today we are talking about belief versus unbelief. And for starters, we're just going to give like a little intro to why we're going to talk about that. Uh, and really, this is one of those messages that's straightforward for uh, people who proclaim Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, aka say they're Christians. And when we believe something, it's because we know something about it and we act upon it. When we do not believe something, uh, the unbelief, we do know something about it, but we are choosing not to uh, proceed with what that means, uh, what the consequences could be or, uh, you know, whatever it might be. <clears throat> so uh, where I got this, sorry, did I? Clear no, my throat that too was loud. Hot. No, my, oh, yours, my your tea, tea was, was hot. <laughs> I did that right when I cleared my throat and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Was no, that not at all. Okay. So I'll just like hack up a lung and it's all right. Yes. And, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm you can't totally feel fine. her tongue now, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, sorry. You don't, need, you don't need to taste food. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, this, this idea came from uh, I was in the middle of reading A.W. Tozer. Uh, his book, um, what was it called? Let Fire by Night, Cloud by Day? Or was it the other way around? Cloud by Day, Fire by Night, whatever sure. it was. Um, but anyway, there's a, there's a chapter in that book that really just hit me. Like, yeah, hey, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, we can, uh, unbelief doesn't mean like, oh, they don't know about it, so they're an unbeliever. It's they're an unbeliever because... They do know about it, and they choose not to act on what they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, some of the things that he pointed out in that chapter, uh, not uh, people with unbelief, they make the excuses by like, by saying like, you know, it's not for right now. Like it wasn't timely in my life, so it didn't matter 
right now. Uh, another one was that, well, it's not for here. It's not for today. It was for just back then. Uh, and the third one does not apply to me. Like it just, it's not for me. Like, it's just, you know, it's not my style. Um, <laughs> And then I, I kind of elaborated on it after that because this wasn't in the chapter, but uh, it evades the character of God. Like we run away from the truth of who he is because we love the love of God, but we don't want to hear about the judgment part mm. or the discipline part right. or rip that sin out of your life and it's going to be really painful and uncomfortable part, you know? Um and on the flip side, belief is, you know, if, if it was valid then, it is now. If God did then, he can do it here as well. Uh, and if it applied to them, why not me? And then uh, God is unchanging and is constant and always relational. Uh, so, you know, if we know a part of the character of God that we don't necessarily like, that doesn't mean he's not about the uh, relationship part. So, with that, I am, I'm trying to get this article because I think Dom and I actually talked about it. There was the Jersey accent. Talked. But, we talked oh, about we it. Talked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, because Tim Keller, uh, the, uh, the PCA minister in New York, uh, he... Um, he just wrote an article for the Atlantic, um, and it's called growing my faith in the face of death. Cause he has, uh, oh yeah. He's, prostate cancer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah. he gets into this whole idea of unbelief. Um, and he says a significant number of believers in God find their faith shaken or destroyed when they learn that they will die at a time and in a way that seems unfair to them. Mm. And um, if you if you just go onto Google and literally just search Tim Keller, The Atlantic, this article will pop up and it is well worth your time. Um and he does talk about how, like, belief in God and the afterlife is not spontaneously, like, comforting. It's just not. Yeah. It, and that's hard to accept. And, and I think a lot of people assume that that's why Christians believe what they do. Because, like, oh, it's just a comfort for, you know, you're not successful or you're not the most handsome or beautiful person or you're a loser in, in high school and stuff like that. So you're just you want to feel good about yourself. So you're going to think about being a Christian because mm -hmm. A, B, and C. And really, it, he, Christianity can't be like that because it's it just, well, first of all, it's a facade. Uh, and second of all, that's not why Christians are should be Christians. Right. Christians yeah. should be Christians because they love God mm -hmm. and they revere him, they fear him. And, uh, you know, when I was in college, like th this this is another thing that hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, when our professor that we had at, uh, for one of my classes, I think it was for uh, an ethics class, he asked the question, if uh, you were to die today and you go to heaven and God wasn't there, would you be okay with that? Hmm. And my first my gut instinct was like, yeah, 
I got to heaven, you know. Mine but then, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was like it just hit me like, no, that's not why we should aim for going to heaven. It right. should be because we we desire to be in the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I think the verse that says we grieve because we grieve with hope or what, what is it? Like we don't grieve as the world does. We grieve because we have the hope, but it doesn't say we grieve because we have the comfort. Like God is our comforter, Mm -hmm. but I think it's that, okay, we have hope. We know that that's there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that we're not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a biggie for me. And especially lately, um, because a lot of this has come up in a lot of conversations with like my Christian friends and my non-Christian friends. And the one thing that my non-Christian friend said is it's almost like when you tell a Christian you're sad or depressed or their immediate response is, oh, I'll pray for you. Or, oh, God is the only one who yeah. can make you feel better. But the reality of it is yeah. some you may not feel better. But he is your hope and your comfort because, I mean, and then if you look a little further, like Job, he, he was sad. He he didn't get happy just because he got God or Moses was like, he was (laughs) freaking angry. I mean, he like slammed the 10 commandments on the ground. It's like, oh my God doesn't tell you. Life's yeah. going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. You're going to be happy just because you got me. So, yeah. The first thing that came to my mind when you brought up Job, it's yeah. like oh, when we have such a hard day, sometimes you just want to go take a shower or just lay in the bath, right? <laughs> but for Job to clean himself, he had to rub rocks on himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so yeah, that's real comforting, that you know? <laughs> well, and then like when you say something like yeah. that, when we come to belief and in and, and, this form being somebody who is choosing not to not to believe to me i think my response would be to a christian saying i'd pray for them would mean something to somebody who's not a believer i do know some who have actually come and said you're close with god will you pray for me mm-hmm. but you have other ones where i think that that's where our call is to be the hands and feet yes. to where instead of instantly saying i'll pray for you right say what can i do for you right yeah. because you're right. taking care of the physical you're saying like say a, maybe a new mom who's not a christian who you see is just drowning in mm-hmm. either depression or all the newness saying i'll pray that it gets better is mm-hmm. not doing it's a not, thing and it, i think saying that is a wonderful thing to include in your rhetoric yeah. like oh and you if it's a non-christian hey i you know i I'm a Christian. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna throw you into my prayers. Yeah. You know, and kinda but when you stop, on my hit list. But when you stop there, <laughs> that's like a okay, it you're seems not like you're meeting my needs. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not gonna let's, yeah. you know That's that's God's things. I'll pray it's for you instead mine. of saying, yeah. Hey, yeah. can How I bring about, you groceries? Can yeah. I buy you diapers? Right. Can I watch the baby so you can nap? Right. And I think that and, that's where they right. seed God. And you yeah. are a great, I mean, you know, I, I'm totally open and honest about how I struggle with depression and anxiety and, you know, things like that. And, um, and, you know, I had texted Danielle this week and I told her it was one of the worst weeks I've ever had mental health wise. Um, and, you know, and she, you didn't say, I'm going to pray for you until the very end of the conversation. The first thing you said was, can I do anything for you? And then in the midst of the conversation was where I'm going to pray for you. And I said even like, oh, I'm, 
I'm so thankful that the Holy Ghost intercedes for me when I don't have words. So, like, it's yeah. just that was helpful and beneficial. Um, so we heard a noise. It so, was my feet. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a bar under the table, too. So so this is the first time that Sarah's been up here since we've redone the room. And she said it looks so much more professional. It does. I feel like I'm... Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) But segueing into another part of this is people have a hard time believing even though they know God, they've heard the story of God because... How could a God, and Dom, maybe you'd be a good person to, like, talk about this a little bit, but, you know, how could a God who supposedly loves you create or allow my aunt or my whatever to die from the terrible cancer or to die in a car crash, they lose their whole family? You know, how could a God even allow that? Yeah. And I think that's always a hard one to explain it is. And uh, I think if we don't get those answers, sometimes that's God protecting us. Well, yeah. You know? The simple answer is because he tells us in Genesis that we're going to live in a fallen world. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't, but to a, to a person who's choosing that unbelief, that's, yeah. not a, that's not an answer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not even an option to them. I think the only answer that I've come up with is... Um... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> is we live in a world where we want God to not allow any of the bad to happen, but we want to be allowed to do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't live in a world where you say, God, I want you to do this, but you're not allowed to do this. Like right. either you want your free will, which is going to include a whole lot of pain, or it's going to be right. you run to God in the pain. Right. Well, and I always ask people, is your preference a utopia? Yeah. Because if we take away all of the things you you're complaining that God allows, rape, child abuse, cancer, yeah. car crashes, whatever, we'd essentially be living in the philosopher's idea of utopias. And they're like, "Well, no, that would be weird." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, I, so we, all right. Yeah. So let's kind of work through that." But Yeah. Yeah. I've read way too many books. <laughs> to think that it's ever a good yeah. idea. I know. <laughs> like, right? I know. Uh, like, I mean, look at my bookshelf over there. I like know. the I know. all these different series, uh, mm-hmm. novels I'm, I'm talking about. Utopia is actually yeah. a, a terrifying idea. It is. When yes. you read, really get yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what's that movie we just we recently watched with Soph? Because she read the the four books. Oh, The Giver. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Giver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, my goodness. That, that's such a, an excellent book, an excellent movie, too. It really is. Yeah. Uh, just to you know, look at that in, from She's that vantage point. That, yeah. Yeah. She read that's the whole. She read it like last year, I think. She's right? amazing with that kind of stuff. She, she is. <laughs> She's our bookworm. Yeah, that's um, great. I think when you talk about, um, you know, God not allowing certain things to happen, I think people would po- would be pretty surprised about some of the things that would disappear, like that they yes. don't necessarily think yeah. like that you know i'm doing this it doesn't hurt anybody but if you said god take away everything that mm-hmm. causes pain or that hurts people you'd have people whose minds are blown by the things that yeah. get taken away like for example yeah. love right sometimes you right. have to do painful yeah. things in order to love on a person you're right you yeah. know and i i know i'm just zipping through these but i mean <laughs> i think i mean when you look at it or when you talk talk to enough 
people, as we all have in our life, like, I feel like everybody has a reason for their unbelief. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know there's what I mean? a, yeah. So that's one. And then another one is I've been hurt in the church. The church has hurt me. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's a big the, man. The, the point oh, that, uh, that, it, that Tozer had, uh, one of his points was that, it, you know, it's not for here. It's not for right now. And it's like, no, it should be for right now in order for those things to not occur. Right. You know, <laughs> it's and uh, just the fact that we evade the character of God, too. Like if we mm-hmm. knew, if we knew, oh, my goodness, would we choose to do certain things? Right. If we just stop and think, you know, the, the old adage that uh, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that it's like. Yeah, it's, it sounds cheesy. It's, but yeah, it's, it's cheesy and it's kind of cliche, but no, yeah. there is a truth. There, there's to a it, reason yeah. why it became cliche, though, is because it was so true. Well, and I think the other right. thing that I've I've reworded that to where because people can obviously interpret what Jesus would do very differently. Well, yeah, my dad mind. used to not let us wear those bracelets because yeah. he's like, the question should be, what does the word tell us to do? Because that's really what Jesus yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here, you freak. <laughs> well, I told, I told All my friends said, are wearing it. Goodbye. I got a bracelet from my friend's mom because you're the only Leave minister in the area that won't give me a WWJD bracelet. <laughs> I told him, I said, I know it sounds cheesy and people would possibly label it legalistic but it's more like if you're not sure about something you're doing or that you want to do say if jesus was sitting beside me would i choose to do this thing yeah because to me like that makes me think more than what would jesus do because i could interpret it however i wanted to well jesus loved people so he would let me do this you know or whatever it is but if i say would i do or say this thing if Jesus Christ was sitting beside me mm-hmm. and witnessing it, like right. I think that that makes a bigger like, hmm, we watch how we act in front of other people. Right. But that, lately, not really. No. Lately, it's like, I'm going to do it's whatever I my want. my self-worth yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah. If you can't handle who I am. So you, you have like two camps right now. If you can't handle who I am, too bad. <laughs> or you have the whole, like, we need to be careful of everything we say so that we don't hurt each other so we you know i'm just thinking trust me you can't handle me anyway (laughs) believe me there are so many people in this world that just loathe me so i just told i just told him to this morning i think i said i um i'm so over social media i'm over everything like i'm turn off your freaking tvs use your own brain Mm -hmm. and be kind to the people around you please think for yourself because the narratives that are everywhere that people are grasping onto. Let's if, be clear on both sides. Yeah. From and everybody. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, if you would turn the TV and the media that's not actually news off, like it would make such a difference. But I told him that my anxiety is to the point that I had a notification on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it, you can see that first little bit of it. Right. And the words were, I'm offended. And my anxiety went up. And I'm like, what is somebody offended yeah, about? what do I do now? I get it. It was I a joking offends. thing. It was right, like, right. When, when I opened sarcastic. it, it was right. like, yeah. oh. This was on a on a funny thing that I had been posted mm-hmm. in, but my first instinct was, <gasps> right, what happened? Yeah. I get it. And I was like, this and is I, ridiculous. And I think that's, for today at least, that's gone into, bled into the church, where the church doesn't want to offend. Yeah. But... And, and that goes into the realm of the difference between belief and unbelief. Right, because but people if are we still are not choosing believing, unbelief. Yeah, yeah. If we're not believing... Uh, that we should be revering God rather than trying to respect other people Mm -hmm. because we don't want to offend them or anything. Well, the second they hear something they don't like, it's, it's, they're done. 
Uh, with the church hurt thing, a conversational piece for, and especially for anybody listening, because a big thing that I think, yes, you want to hear it. Listen, as a pastor's kid, I don't want to hear about church hurt because I cannot explain how many nights I have gone to bed crying because yeah. of what people have said to me or, or my father or my family. And seeing that for your parent who is literally just loving God, talk about church hurt. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. Yeah. But but I I always try to remind people, it should change your view of how people are. Not God. Not God. Yeah. And because God is unchanging and people are and and so choosing unbelief based off of people, you're already in yeah. the wrong mindset there. Yeah. Well, and the amount of people that are um and I also feel like with the unbelieving, you could have this, you could be a Christian where I believe God and I believe the happy things, but then you have the, I'm unbelieving of all of these other things that seem unloving and terrible because that's not okay. And so we've become this Christian realm of being relevant mm-hmm. um, and progressive. If you're going to use that word, you have to say it right. It's relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and progressive to where we're now saying like, well, I don't believe that because the Bible doesn't mean that. Right. And so you have like that unbelieving camp of believers. You do. (laughs) And I, and let me, let me clarify. I don't want to downplay anybody's church hurt. What I'm saying is that's the thing is it's real. Well, yeah. But I I don't want to hear how that's who God is because God, you're upscaling it. If right. anything. Well, honestly, it's changed my view of Christians. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I'm still I've, not going to stop I've, believing in God or believing that there are good Christians out there or stop going to a church. because. Yeah. And honestly, it, it's it's caused me to trust people less. Yes. And, and trust, trust God, God more. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll be honest, there was times where I was like, what the heck are you doing, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. But what... Something that um, I heard in a sermon, this was, I'm going to say my dad's sermon, I'm like, I freaking <laughs> reference it all the time. But it was this past week, it was actually on unity and belief, and how Paul had such a good relationship with, um, who was his, who Timothy? were, no, his people, who were his church when he was imprisoned. They loved him so uh, much. Ephesus, I think. Yeah, they supported each other. They even sent their own people with monetary funds to help support Paul. But when he was in prison, he still reprimanded them. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he knew they had this great relationship because it shows that God and his people still need to be kept in Mm -hmm. line. And so part of having that true belief is being able to love and accept that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I love being scolded by the Bible. Just think, like, Mm -hmm. would Christianity be where it is today if he didn't scold them? Right. With how many different uh, (laughs) (laughs) add-ons that people were trying to put into Christianity in the first century? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, where would Christianity be if someone didn't say something? I know. You know? I feel like... The, the Christians that are hypocrites are the ones who scold everybody else but themselves. Like, in, in my head, like, when somebody says, you're a hypocrite, it's not because I mess up, but it's more because I tell you to do something right. that I'm not doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, where I, I've seen that thing where people are going, 
well, you're a hypocrite because you go to church, but you still mess up. It's like, that's, no, it's more of the whole, <laughs> I could see why a non-Christian or somebody who doesn't believe could look at a Christian and say, you tell me X, Y, Z, but I see you doing everything but that. And I think that Christians have become weaker and we've become a compromised people. It's because, a big topic right now. Yeah. I mean, in, in, Bi- in you know, Bible teaching yes. churches, yeah. they are teaching that Christians need to stand firm yeah. because there are a lot of churches that have gone astray or gotten loose. Mm-hmm. And that just opens the door for a lot mm-hmm. of um, false teaching. And I think that if, if Christians took the the things that Christ has commanded of us um, and took all those things more seriously and said, you know, like, these aren't bad things. Right. Like, and Timothy says, you know, the law isn't for the righteous. The law is for those who do these things, mm-hmm. but we like to turn it into, but the law doesn't doesn't matter anymore. I said, well, no, the New Testament very clearly yeah, says it, that it does. And that's a huge mm-hmm. thing, too. Like, we don't have to worry about that much stuff in the Old Testament. Right. Where I think it was taught best, I think it was David Platt uh, mm. was talking about, you know, if it's in the Old Testament, and it's commanded in the New Testament. The Old Testament is still valid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. have the New Testament validate that. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a verbatim thing either. Right. You know, yeah. like I think it's still in there that, you know, yeah. honor your father and mother, you know, don't kill <laughs> 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 that kind of stuff. Well, so, if you look uh, at and, the Ten Commandments, what exactly is actually wrong with it? A yeah. lot, like, Daniel. <laughs> I'm like, do you want me to start randomly killing people that I don't like? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's a moral. Like, it's a moral law. It is, but I think um, it's the foundation that's questioned. Yeah, the yeah. biggest because, thing with Christian. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It, well, it's like w- when you have these ten commandments. Yeah, it's a moral standard. Yeah. It's a it's an ethical approach to how to live out your life. Do other religions and other philosophies have something like that or similar to that? Yeah. So it's not offensive that it's what they are. Yeah. It's offensive right. where it's coming from. Right. Well, Christians are on this spotlight for some reason. And yeah. I think it's the biggest message is that in Christianity, you need to be able to ha- to accept reproach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the hardest part of the religion for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I always go back to every single argument. Jesus sat with the prostitute. Look at, he did that. What did he do once he sat down? He didn't say, listen, I love you. I'm going to chill with you. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, right? He (laughs) didn't say any of that stuff. He said, repent and turn from your ways. He didn't say, you're you're okay. I'm going to get you some taxes so you can be legal. You know, like, I'm sorry. No, what I think is funny, though, is that you brought that up because I was thinking about that the other night. Um, I was thinking about a lot of, like, the memes or things that people put out there and go that that are more saying, like, Jesus hung out with the tax collectors and the pro and did like where it's, yeah. it's more of a justifying Jesus loved people right. and the, no. he didn't like the religious. And, and it came to my mind that I realized why did Jesus hang out with them? Because they needed him. I mean, we all need him, but it gets to the point well, where what was his message? I came to bring yeah. sinners to repentance. Yeah. He didn't go and say, Hey, you are my peeps. Yeah. Let's go party. Right. He went he to also- them. Right. He also said, I'm bringing a sword. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? right? And he didn't say, you're okay, I'm okay. Yeah. He said, I'm Jesus and you're not okay. Yeah. So yeah. He, I, never you know, said, he never said, I'll do me, you do you. Yeah. He you know? never he said never that. Said that and, kind of stuff. and I think 
the biggest lesson you can take from that, I mean, no, the biggest lesson is that he he's come to save sinners yeah. and he wants you to turn to a better life. But another big lesson you can take is he was he wasn't judgmental. Yeah, he wasn't worried because he who he was seen with. Yeah, because you don't know who's going to become saved. Yep. So you should always be, and so I think. That's important to remember to, re- yeah. you know, I always try to zing myself with that. Like, I don't care that I'm talking to so-and-so, but I better be not, you're, you're okay, I'm yeah. okay. Your character also, be be seen with them, but your character needs to stay mm-hmm. reflecting Christ. Right. Where that whole be in the world and of the world, I mean, that was very much Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was in this horrible world that yes. did this horrible thing to him. He was in it. But you never saw the character of Jesus change. Right. And so I think when people are like, well, I hang out with the non-believers because that's what Jesus wrote me to do. <laughs> that's great if you are going and reflecting Christ. Right. But instead, half the time, yeah. you're going and reflecting them. Right. Yeah. And I'm the worst evangelist ever. Like, ever. <laughs> I know a lot of stuff, but like... People are like, listen, I'm not going to believe. Because I, I have non-Christian friends, and they're like, listen, I I need Jesus to be this. And I'm yeah. like, well, I, I don't agree with that, but, uh, you you know, that's okay. Let me know if you ever have questions. Yeah. <laughs> Which they're never going to have questions. Yeah. But I, I think always start just off. Live it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It, yeah. I and, love, I love. That's, that's my thing. And yeah. I don't love weirdly, like... <laughs> You know, like, I love you so much. And like, you're going to be like, I just love you. I'm here for you. Like, that's not me. I love without judgment. Like, you know, it's just, I'm not going to get mad over every little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what does getting mad at an unbeliever do? Yeah. Sign me up. I want to be a Christian now. You got (laughs) mad at me. Right. 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 Well, believe me, it happens Threw that Bible really hard at my head. (laughs) (laughs) I... People have reasons. That's the yeah. biggest thing yeah. with unbelief. Pick, yeah. pick one and of those things. And a lot things. of them, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, uh, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm trying to stay on track with talking about just believers. Um, but for an unbeliever, the reason why they may not believe is because they haven't seen how an actual belief is acted out. Uh, sure. Lived out, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all that, you want to read some scripture? Go for it. Okay, good. <laughs> Danielle's like, sure. Uh, she's like, uh, curveball. <laughs> no, I'm I just, like. I'm I reading like, the thing you sent. Yeah, and I won't. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. This will ruin it all, by the way. But I, you know, I think that convers- I can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation totally just flowed really nicely out of it. Like we covered a yeah. lot of main things. Mm-hmm. That was great. It was natural for yeah. once. No, I'm just kidding. Wait till you hear the ones that are coming up. Yeah. What? Well, we did, Topics? Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> That's like a worried we did, happy. I don't yeah. know what's happening. No, it's She's great. like, what have you guys done? <laughs> this is great. No, we did a, we did a marriage interview. Uh, that the oh. the younger generation interviewed Interview Danielle us. and I. So, nice. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So because we're not too old, but we're yeah, not too young. We're just really ancient. <laughs> you know, that's that was a common theme. Anyway, you're young, but you have like 90 kids. So. <laughs> they only 89, she not 90. From the 18 yeah. that Rylan gives us every day. <laughs> Listen, I have one, so four looks like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, All right. So Mark chapter nine. 
uh, verses 14 and on until I stop reading. Uh, but this is right after the, tr- yeah, that's how I go. Um, this is right after the transfiguration. So Jesus and his, the three disciples he brought up there with him are coming down. And this is how it goes, picking up in verse 14. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. And I'm going to point out right there, who is he talking to when he asked that question? Because there's the disciples, the large crowd, and the teachers of the law. And he says, what are you arguing with them about? And I kind of wonder, is he asking the teachers of the law? Like, yo, what do you got, what do you got going on with my disciples? These are my boys, you know? <laughs> but... It's not in the text. Anyway, um, verse 17, a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought, my, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. It's this so is how, loving. This is, this is how he hears <laughs> yeah. it in his head. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it's did great. Jesus ever hear? Did like I always wonder, did Jesus feel frustration? Right. You know. Well, like, we yes, but it was a perfect frustration. Yeah. Which is very interesting because you know when he gets angry, he flips and, some tables and gets out yeah. a whip. That is my favorite story. <laughs> yeah. Ever. It, it resonates with the but, Italian in you. Yeah. It really does. But also, like, I just love looking at, like, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, it's a <laughs> great right, so story. But it was perfect. And you hear that and you're like, really? Okay. I can get him bored out with that, with that Jesus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, chapter 9, verse 19, when he says, you unbelieving generation, that word unbelieving is translated uh, apistos, which is uh, the A meaning the negative part of the word and uh the belief so it's unbelieving but it's also understood like in more with more context that without confidence in any one thing or person so there's no confidence like jesus is like you have no confidence in in me or maybe the disciples don't have any confidence in what god can do yeah, it's Could it's it be kind they don't of have like confidence in the fact that they have been enabled to do that. Yeah, like, like they they have been given might, the power to cast yeah, out the spirit, but they don't have the confidence new. in it. Yeah, it's pretty brand new for them, and you know, only three were up on the mountain at the time, right? And they got a lesson given to them. Um, <laughs> so then uh, I just he don't says, "How people don't like it." Sorry, <laughs> no, I love like every time I hear the like in the bible like the fist and the i'm like this is awesome <laughs> so <laughs> i'll read this verse one more time just for you okay okay you unbelieving generation jesus replied how long shall i stay with you how long shall i put up with you bring the boy to me <laughs> <laughs> but anyway and when he says how long shall i put up with you and right before that how long shall i stay with you I, I kind of wonder if Jesus isn't questioning, like, man, like, it's all about their faith and their unbelief. But because that they are unbelieving, he knows, hey, how much longer am I going to be on earth? Mm. Until that, until he 
uh, ascends to heaven after the resurrection and the spirit comes, what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, right now they just got Jesus right. in this at this point. And uh, so he's probably asking, how, how long am I going to be with you? I love, I like the Bible and I, I've, I know that I am saved, so I don't know how to put that better. But um, like when, when you really listen to every, every single text, it literally is exactly like life really is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have that Jesus piece or in the Old Testament, the God piece. Yeah. And it's like. You have something, you know what I'm trying to say with, I, I, you know, I'm not explaining it very, you know, eloquently, but yeah, I, it, it's relatable. Right. Yeah. And it, you, I you, mean, we're not wearing sandals or anything and walking through the desert, but I wear Birkenstocks. It's <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I'm going to cover your whole front with sand and then just walk in my Birkenstocks <laughs> to get closer to the Please Lord. Do it. Yeah. No, All right. I, so, yeah. uh, continuing on verse 20. So they brought, so they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And this is how chill I think Jesus is. Like, he's just so awesome. (laughs) What does Jesus do? Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? (laughs) We can do like a modern version of this where it's like... How long has he been like this? See, I just picture him like leaning over to the father and be like, how long has the boy been? How long has this been happening? All right. And then this is pretty serious. (laughs) Why did you call me sooner? Did you take him to the doctors? That's like what every parent's thing is. I called the witch doctor. (laughs) All right. So. uh, so true. The father says. Have you taken them to No. Sorry. All right. So the father replies uh, from childhood. He answered. It has often thrown him into the fire and water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. All right. So here's the situation for the father. This spirit is possessing his son, trying to throw him in fire and water, making him convulse, doesn't let him speak. Basically, this guy's not getting sleep because he's got to make sure that his kid does not get into anything so he does not die. Mm-hmm. Like, so he doesn't drown or thrown in, in fire. Um, so... Jesus says, uh, oh, the the father continues, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And uh, Jesus quotes him, if you can. Jesus uh, said, Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. And the word believes there is epistao. the plu perfect for you English people out there. <laughs> <laughs> to believe and give credit to. Yes. Uh, to believe, uh, give credit to, and uh, have a mental persuasion. Mm. All right. So when we think of faith, too, that is a like a divine persuasion. Uh, even though we we may not see it, you know, that's that's what faith is. We We are persuaded that, yes, this is the reality of who God is. And uh, he, Jesus says, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. And I think that is so very difficult because how many times that we can believe something and it not happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I believe I can be healed. 
I believe I can win a million dollars, whatever but it might be. Defining but, belief is yeah. what's important. And that's what Jesus did and the Bible gives us today. Yes. And I think the definition of true belief is where people have a hard time. Yeah. Well, and the belief and, is in him, not in the thing you're wanting yeah. right, to happen. And I yeah. think that's where I the did, difference like, is. I too. think people need to realize God is not to, going to give you something, bless you with something that is going to tear you away from him. Right. You know, like I just won a million dollars and now I'm like selfish and living for myself, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely from God. You know, he <laughs> wants you to dump him, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, I had an illustration, but I'll ignore that one because <laughs> it's probably not appropriate. But anyway, um, email me for questions. <laughs> so anyway, verse 24, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So what does that look like? What does Jesus do? When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, because we always want, we always have those kind of people in life. What's you know, happening? What's going on? I just want to see what's going on. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be a partaker or a helper. Or, I just That's want to observe. Me. I want to you know? know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle, close the blinds. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, help me overcome my unbelief. And Jesus saw the crowd. I already read that one. Uh, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Now, I want to go try to make a parallel to the woman caught in adultery. And what does he tell her? Go and sin no Go more. Go and sin no Your more. Your sins have been forgiven. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence with this, but I'm I'm very curious to uh, whether or not Jesus was meaning something similar here. Because mm. you had some sort of an unbelief or maybe you were told a falsity of who God truly and really is and therefore caused you to have unbelief you know was that displayed in someone's very poor rendition of who jesus is you know were they claiming to be a christian and being completely hypocritical mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and and i'm kind of wondering if that's what the situation here is for this father and his son they thought that this was a legitimate god thing and what was the result this unclean spirit uh uh this impure spirit possesses the son and creates this chaotic life, you know, and this lifestyle for this poor father too, you know, he's got to keep an eye on this kid 24 seven. So he doesn't try to drown. So the spirit doesn't try to drown him or throw him in fire. And, uh, he, uh, so you have something? Go ahead. No, I was thinking in my head. I just started talking. I was like, <laughs> it's like the sometimes w- the thoughts just come out. Yeah, right. it's like the woman who who bled. Yeah, for twelve. Yeah. Was it twelve years? Yeah, and yeah. she was so afraid. Like she'd been to every doctor. If I just if I just touch his cloak too, you know, and and uh, how he turned around and Jesus says, "Who touched I, me?" And I felt the power leave. Right. You know, I, I felt the power transfer. And she, over. she, you know, in that time. For people who don't know, and you might know, sitting out there, be like, I already know this. But, you know, bleeding in that time was meant you were unclean. Yeah. yeah. And she bled for 12 years. 
So, yep. you know, she was an she was outcast. Unclean. And yeah. I think, didn't, did he there tell her go and send him? I don't remember. He's, no, he I said it was just, her. He, her. Wasn't yeah. it your faith? He, he has your healed faith you. Yeah, has healed he said, you. I didn't, he's, he didn't say I healed you. He said that faith. your faith, your faith is the thing that healed yep. her. Yeah. Um, Sorry, a little interject, that, interjection. Yeah, and that might be another uh, episode <laughs> talking about like yeah. our faith making uh, an impact on. But she had that much and, belief that yeah. she went, you know, and it's yep. the same thing well, with she. And I think that the Bible says like she considered like what if if I could just yeah. get my if I could just touch the hem of his cloak. But she had know? confidence enough in that, and and where the you know the dad says I do believe help me overcome my unbelief mm-hmm. um, I like the want of trust and confidence it yeah. goes back to that where that's really what this belief or unbelief yeah. is it's right. the help my help me have the confidence mm-hmm. yeah and I think in this situation for this father he needs that realignment with who yeah, it's, the I true can't do Jesus it. is yeah like, I can't the who God, do it true God is so I'm yeah. coming to you to do it you know because I can't yeah. So what does that say for Christians? Uh, what should we be doing then? Uh, hopefully. A lot that we're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have no clue. So. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a play-by-play. I mean, not every kid's going to. It gonna, really is. Yeah. You're not going to walk down a mountain after the transfiguration and, and meet a crowd of people with a father grieving over his son, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, you know, we, we live our lives and wherever we are, that's where we live out our faith. Mm-hmm. We we don't need to create uh, scenarios. And it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Let's be clear about that. I I think a lot of Christians and we're in a, we're in a day and age of a what the prosperity gospel the that can look different than um, the Benny Hinn and Joel Osteen right 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 prosperity gospel. Yes, it's, it even falls into the other. The, the acceptance gospel, the all love, yeah. love, love gospel. And that the, pro, and the uh, look how blessed we are. What's it called? <laughs> progressive? Progr- yeah, progressive, progressive Christianity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's not true Christian. That's not, well, I'm trying to be careful of my words. It, Do it. It's not true Christianity. It's just not. <laughs> it's no. not. Uh, because no. it's we're not always going to feel blessed. We're not yeah. always going to feel loved. We're not always going to feel happy. And the reality is that Jesus tells you, that's okay. I'm, I'm yeah. the... I'm the happiness. I'm the light, and we're not. Gonna He's feel still perfectly. all the same things. He is still God in right. whatever it is that we are feeling, right. going through. And um, we were talking to a family member of mine like last week or something, and he was saying like he really feels we're in a time that the and here's where I'm going to be careful of my words, but like that the true <laughs> Bible believing teaching churches. And those who have started to stray, even in the little ways, um, that there's going to be a pretty clear line. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And very clear. I line. Do, We're getting there. Yeah. And I and I do like I told him. I think it's already been drawn. Yeah. We're just. I think well, we need to realize it. Also, when we all funny. talked about like 2020 being the year of perfect vision, and I and I told Dom in the middle of it, I said, but it really almost is mm-hmm. because it's it's really revealed. Um people's hearts people's intentions um all all of those kinds of things but i think it's the same with the church there's been more things and people that have been revealed Mm -hmm. um and not in a bashing way like i don't ever want to say go around and bash this church or bash these people but you do need to still call out the bad teaching like it's not bashing if you're saying this is incorrect teaching 
we're well, supposed somebody, to call that out. If you are somewhere where everything you hear makes you feel good, beware. That's yeah. what yeah. I would say. You're either at a bar or a pizza shop. Right. Because so. mm-hmm. that's truly <laughs> not what, that's not the belief that I hear when I read and the if scripture. You, and if you never feel convicted, not not because of the pastor, but right. if nothing has ever stirred you to, to, realize, to look at yourself to say, oh, yeah. I did... You know, Belief should convict yeah. you. It should. You should yeah. be scared sometimes. You should. I mean, you know, look at the disciples who even Peter denied God. You know, there are yeah. things you should have a wave through your faith. That's how you. Yeah. Christ tugging. And not where you feel good about it. yourself, but it validates how you feel about everybody else. Belief like, should be yeah. challenging. That's yeah. the summary. And. and yeah, there are times that you're gonna feel good yeah, about yourself. Absolutely. But oh I think goodness, the origin yes, hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think the origin is not because of us doing something or accomplish something right. that's good. It's because of what God is doing in our lives that mm-hmm. is causing yeah. this joy in our, our lives. I think it would be a really good idea. <laughs> I can't I'm totally sorry. When you hear what I say. <laughs> I think it would be great if anybody has specific questions at some point that they email us. Oh, my gosh. Please email if us. If we get yeah. enough questions, we can just do an answer, like a, like an answering session. Yeah. Be, so send. People should send lots of questions yeah. or enough. I'm to, just assuming that if we don't get questions and emails, because so far we haven't, had, had yeah, any. We yeah. haven't had any, that we're just being thorough. And we're doing good. Rather being well, well, yes, but I mean, like, with with this unbelief and belief thing, there are a lot of situational things that are, you know, and we might not know the answer perfectly, but it might be nice to hear a discuss, a discussion surrounding what you personally are going through. So if you have a question right now, email it, contact at onefear.net. Yeah. Concerning this topic, you know, or whatever. Or anything else. I mean, and definitely, yeah, if you have other stuff that's not. We'll even it's answer questions that. like what our favorite color is. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Don't send us. <laughs> but I'll I think it would be them. fun. I, <laughs> that's why I didn't want them to send it. <laughs> that's why I was laughing because I literally I was like, like elephants. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and Danielle's like, I'm she's take like, off oh, I'm taking this. About to be a throwdown. <laughs> no, that's why I was laughing because I was like, I'm literally just taking over the show, being like, send questions, even though I'm only on here sometimes. Oh, we'll make sure you're on that one. <laughs> I think we're gonna get everybody in on that one. I That'd um, be fun. Yeah, we we do need to push the feedback stuff more. Yes, please give us feedback. Yeah, I think it's, feedback is great. Yeah, even if you don't fully agree. Yeah, that's what we like. That's we want someone to say, great. or say, yeah, can tell you us clarify you something? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. I think so. My takeaway from this conversation is basically that our confidence needs to be in Christ. So when you think of believing and unbelieving, you're not believing in somebody else. You're not believing in a thing and an action and a whatever. Your confidence or lack of mm-hmm. is is in Christ. Mm-hmm. My takeaway is usually the same thing. Get into scripture right. so you know the real Jesus. Right. Yeah. Uh, question your pastor. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. I, please go straight to your pastor. Yeah. Don't yeah. go to other Ask people. And yeah. not with your finger in his face going, what you said yeah. was wrong. But say, hey, can we talk honestly, about what you said? Even if you do that, the pastors, yeah. that's their job to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and if honestly, you, if anybody ever points your finger at me like that, I'll just try to stick my nose. <laughs> right? I know. Like, I know. They're picking my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I... I it's just that's to be the most important thing yeah. because pastors deal with a lot of talk behind their back 
or like, you know, you're listening to this podcast and you might be like, what do they mean? I don't know if I totally agree with that. That was offensive. I'm not going to listen anymore. Well, let right, us know. But if you email, we might have an explanation that's further, you yeah. know, we can only get into so much in yeah. 45 minutes to an hour. Same yeah. thing with a minister or a pastor. Yeah. They can't elaborate on every, you yeah. know, two things. So they might say something that doesn't make complete sense, like yeah. we may, you know, and you just yeah. gotta, you gotta point out to it and ask. Yeah. And sometimes it could depend depend on where you are in your life at the time, because right. there have been times where yes. I have heard something mm-hmm. in one voice in my head, yep. but I can hear it at another time in my life and go, ah. But know that it's okay to disagree, yeah, as long as it's not something super, you know, serious, yeah. you know, yeah. but. Just don't be a jerk about it. If you think we're being heretical, please let us know. Christians disagree all the time. And know that you will never go to a church or never have a full group of Christians where you unanimously agree on every little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would... It's the core things that are, you know... Right. Obviously, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, there might be an issue there. But like... Right. Yes. But like the little things... (laughs) Yeah. Even baptism. Yeah. You know, that's a hot topic. So I'm just mean, you know... Sprinkle yep. or dip, you know. It's... I'm telling you, people in our church, they don't agree on it, and that's okay. Yep. My, my, they know where my dad stands, and they're, they're great about it. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's just where he stands, and he's fine with that, too. So I'm assuming that's one of your takeaways for the episode? It is. It is? And that belief is hard. It's not meant to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, the, I'm surprised we didn't say anything earlier. The that greatest prophet easy. that we follow was crucified on a cross. I would say that demonstration is that this isn't going yeah. to be mm-hmm. easy for any of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that right there, Jesus had to have confidence in his father that he knew right. what he was doing. Right. That's, I mean, that's always what I try to remember. And we can look yeah. at that and then say, you know, if Jesus could do that, if Jesus could say, if you don't take this cup from me, then right. I'll still do it. Right. Whatever it is that we're going through. Right. It could be hard yeah. to believe and it, but it's more that confidence of going, you know, I might not feel it, but I have the confidence that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't have to, uh, it, like, don't use the excuse, like, well, that's Jesus. Like, <laughs> You know, the New Testament writers, I think it was Paul in, was it Philippians, where he mm-hmm. said uh, he put his godness aside mm-hmm. while he was on earth. So he didn't do it because, like, everything he did. He was did, living his fully human yeah. life sinless and. Without taking advantage of, like, it reminds me of uh, way, way back when I was a little tyke, <laughs> when they had uh, the game genies for video games oh. you just put a code in and like you have infinite lives or really wow yeah <laughs> and cool. stuff like that like oh yeah the cheat game. he's really the reminiscing cheat. you can tell he by is. his face yeah. that he, look at the smile he's like, <laughs> like i gotta go find that game now that's what he's <laughs> thinking right now we're playing mario tonight <laughs> oh my goodness Eight well mario i think that was good guys yeah good stuff it is good that's stuff. shout out to zachary <laughs> who's zachary my cousin he's been he's on the one two that, of the podcast yeah. Uh, yeah he's the one that one of them that interviewed us nice yeah, really. yeah. yeah. that's great yeah all right so thank you for listening everyone we, we are done right yep okay well thank you for listening yeah, I, everyone i guess we should find our children i mean no my they're with my mom so it's Wait. not like they're in danger but we should probably make sure she's not <laughs> you know tied around a tree or something yeah right yeah. yeah all right 
Thank you for listening and email us. <laughs> email. I'm email, saying email. Message. Comments, email. Questions, anything. And anything. seriously, you can yell at me. If you're not, if you love the Digilios, but like Sarah Pugliotti Thomas just makes you mad, go ahead. You yell at me in an email. It's your ex. I will that love comes it. comes out every once in a while. Yeah. I love it. I love She'll it. She will talk to you. She will talk to you. But it makes for more conversation to hear somebody else's viewpoint or if they have yeah. questions like... Okay, I'll gladly discuss this further. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yep, hard to do. All right, yeah. thank you for listening. Thank Live you. Live such good lives. Mm-hmm. God bless. <laughs>